gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back. This is CortezHeat, CortezHeat.com. And today we're back with another podcast episode. It's been a crazy day. We've posted on social media yesterday, a lot of breaking news happened. Pardon me, the Kyrie Irving situation is growing, where it's actually something very, very interesting, and it's not an anti-vaccine stance. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll also dive into the upcoming game for today, and of course, we're looking at the recapping the game of the day for yesterday, which would be Raptors against the Wizards. Of course, we're just going to keep breaking it all down. We have more on Ben Simmons. Uh, DeAndre Ains make an appearance, Clippers, a man is getting involved, uh, COVID situations, and what the NBA jams are singing about, the NBA father, who's going to be taking it. We have it all right here and so much more. And without further ado, let's just jump right into this podcast episode by starting off with our introductory stuff, which would be social media. And in the poll that we listed out yesterday... Over the podcast and on social media, which was stating who's more likely to get NBA contract first, IT or Angela. Those um those poll numbers are gonna really be shocking, but yeah. So for social media, you know where to find us. We've been updating everywhere. Yesterday we were telling you guys about the updates, but now we're back on Parlor. So join the conversation if you're on Parlor. We have no idea if we're going to stay there or not. Just go to Parlor on the app um, and just type in Courtside Heat. But yes, we're back and we're ready to rumble again. As we just was breaking down our podcast and whatnot, Rumble's completely different now. But yes, we're back on Rumble. Just go to rumble.com slash Courtside Heat. Or if you can't find us there, just... um. Type our name in, type Courts of Heat into the Parlor search bar, which looks like a little compass, and you're just able to uh, a little magnifier glass, and you'll be able to uh, search us on Parlor. But for everyone else, that's pretty much regulars here. You can find us at CourtsideHeat.com. You can also find us at Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat, Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeat, NBA. And then Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat. And if anybody still uses Tumblr, yes, and this is going to be the very small population of you guys, just go to Tumblr.com slash CourtsideHeat. So, I talked about the pool yesterday. We talked about um, yesterday on uh, yesterday's morning's podcast episode. We talked about Leandro Ball, former Char Hornet on the Summer League team. On their summer league team, he's been trying to make a huge comeback to the league after going undrafted in the 2018 NBA draft. Right, we know his story. Chino Hills, right, got to play with his brothers, got to win some really impressive games, got to have total dominance. Right, 
But now he's just been having up that NBA career. Never been given that chance besides like the G League and um, uh, Summer League. Right, Summer League was the next big thing for him. Sadly, they were not able to. He was not able to get a contract from the Hornets. So we've asked the poll question: Who's more likely to get an NBA contract first, Isaiah Thomas, Landry Ball, neither or both? Because we discussed about that because Isaiah Thomas has also been passed up on by the Lakers and the Warriors. The Warriors, I believe, was for Quinn and Cook or someone else like that. And, of course, we saw um, the Lakers re-sign or re uh, reunite with um, Rajon Rondo. So, looking at the poll, we see Isaiah Thomas got a majority of the votes by getting 46.2%. Leandro Ball came in second with 30.8%. Both, 15.4% uh, of you guys said both, and 7.7% of you guys said neither. And that's pretty much where I'm at, too. Like, I'm not, I'm not fully committed to either, guys. It would be awesome to see both in the league, but going off of who's proven, who actually has been in the league before, who actually knows their way around, who's seasoned, who's a veteran, right? I'm more leaning towards Isaiah Thomas, right? That, I'm not saying Landro can't play in the NBA, but to get an NBA contract first, I would give it Isaiah Thomas. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And also, our next poll is going to be centering around uh, Kyrie Irving. So stay tuned for that in the middle of the podcast episode when we are breaking down the Kyrie Irving stuff, we will break down the poll and whatnot, give you guys out, and of course, we'll do it like last time and put the poll out um, a few after a few hours after the podcast is live, about maybe like about 10 o'clock this time, so around there. And also, before, before, before we move on, I'm not going to fit this time. Remember to sign up, re register. For the membership, the Lee membership, get so many good deals, so many giving me so many good perks and benefits just for free dollars per month. Your first three days are free, so you get a huge free trial on that. Give it a shot. I'm inviting you guys to. I see you guys really enjoy it. two weekly newsletters, um, one exclusive article per month, and just really really cool coupons and uh, newsletters. And different things like that. That's just simplifying the game and allowing to expand your collection or start your collection in the NBA currently. So yeah, try out the newsletter. You guys are really going to like it. You guys can find that show notes below. Or even you guys can find that in on the website. Just go to courtsea.com. Just click on the join us button. You'll be able to sign up via job form. It's right there. And you'll be rocking and rolling. You have immediate access. We'll send you over your login information, and you'll be good, good to go. So yeah, let's just jump right into it. And that's actually going to take us to our breaking news section before we get to our topic of the day, which is the Kyrie Irving situation. Before we get to that, let's talk about some of the most important stuff that's happened today, which is the breaking news stuff. Let's start us off with NBA general managers. Uh, took a survey, and they have the Nets winning the NBA Finals this upcoming season. Was it a narrow race? Not even close. 
And that's the funny part. So the NBA's GM survey, the general manager survey, has the Nets chance of winning the NBA Finals at 72%. Well, trying behind them would be the Lakers, who have a 17% chance of winning an NBA Finals. Then, of course, coming at dead third would be the Buck, uh, would be the Milwaukee Bucks at 10%. That's really crazy how much people believe whether or not um, we see uh, Kyrie playing. It's not looking like Kyrie's going to be playing this season. We'll get to that in a bit. But if even without the big three, 72% of the GMs are very confident. These confident general managers are like, yeah, the Nets are going to go to the NBA Finals, and not only are they going to go to them, they're going to win it. That's just huge in my opinion. That is something that should not be taken lightly. Why? Because this proves, this shows how much more scary and much more relevant the Brooklyn Nets have came with these two of the three big pieces down in Brooklyn, New York. That this Brooklyn Nets team, this organization, is not going to give up as they've been playing years, season, seasons for this moment. So that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Now also to keep an eye on is Al Horford. If you guys did not see my social media post on Twitter about Al Horford, he, has, he came down with COVID-19 and he's been placed into COVID-19 protocols. If you guys, were, if you guys recall correctly, Jalen Brown, the Boston Celtics, is also in the, um, in the COVID protocols, in the health and safety protocols. So currently, the Celtics are down two of their best players, and we are, are less than a week. We are six days away from the NBA uh, season to begin. Good news, they don't start until like the 20th or somewhere around there. Most likely the 20th. I'll have to check on that again, as the 19th kicks off with uh, that being head on by Bucks and uh, Nets. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. Who knows? Like, Jalen Brown has been in those uh, protocols for a while now. I think it's been like a week, week and a half, almost two weeks. So, something really, really interesting to keep an eye on. How are the Celtics going to be? Because now you're going to be cutting down their practice time. Um, beyond preseason, right? Just their practices each day. Of course, their preseason game. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Al Horford comes back and how Jalen Brown comes back, who's been suffering the most from it due to him just being out in these protocols. So that's going to be something really, really interesting to keep an eye on. We'll keep you posted on that. But besides those two players out of Boston... I don't think anyone else has got COVID because Devin Booker, it went, it went Jalen Brown, okay, and then Devin Booker, that happened in the same amount of time span, and now uh, Al Horford. I don't think anyone else has gotten COVID unless I missed it. So, yeah, it's just only three guys right now. So, that's something to really, really look um, out for, especially if you're going to be drafting any of these guys for regular season for fantasy basketball and also on that um with the membership and without the membership we are excuse me we have these 
we have this new series. We have this new section on our website, and that's going to be all fancy basketball. We've came out with free articles so far on the players you should score, players that you should avoid, and sleeper players that you need to pick up, that need to be picked up immediately during the draft. We all highlight that out. That's on the homepage of courtsaheat.com. Go check that out if you have a membership. If you don't got the membership, sign up, get registered. And funny thing is, is that we're actually going to have a, I'm going to let you guys in on an insert thing. In the next few days, up this before this upcoming weekend, we'll let, you, we'll let you guys know the official date on tomorrow's podcast, on Thursday podcast, about this. But between Thursday and Friday, uh, the fantasy basketball, one of those free articles, most likely the players to score will be available because we'll be inching closer and closer to or the draft times. My peak draft time is going to be drafting on between the 17th and or 18th as the season opens up on the 19th. Got six days to go till there. So yeah, I'm going to open that up and that's going to be epic. So if you're a member, check it out. If you're not a member, wait for the other breaking news left. Because we're going to have like between membership stuff and non-membership stuff. So the fantasy basketball is not just exclusive to one group. It's going to be pretty much inclusive to everyone. It's going to be open to everyone. Because we want to have this fantasy basketball page thriving. We also have a few more pages opening down in November. So we're really excited about that. So that's my announcement on that one too. Just wanted to throw that one out as we were talking about fantasy basketball now and we were talking about uh, general managers and that's different things like that in the concussion bomb, in the COVID-19 protocols. Real quick, Ben Simmons, we're not going to go on a whole diatribe about this. We're not going to break this down. We did that on yesterday's podcast. I highly encourage you guys to listen to po- uh, yesterday's podcast if you did not yesterday morning at 8 a.m. And that's pretty much where Ben Simmons, who's gone for all this different conflict with the organization, has returned to the team and cleared his physical assessment. And now he's going to be able to work out again in private with the 76ers, uh, with some of the 76er coaches. And I would have to assume that would be for his shot. That would be for... Um, that would be for his, um, what do you call that? Amount of brain break. Just for his scoring abilities, just to tweak on all those things that he needs to improve. And different things like that. And real quick, before we move on, because that was just a brief one. Um, I never, um, I made a mistake. I never covered the recap game, like the recapping the game of the day. Which was Raptors against the Wizards. So without further ado, um, we're going to talk about that real quick. And I apologize. I can't believe I actually missed that. I, I checked that off my notepad too soon. I was looking at the, because we're at the 15 minute mark. And I'm like, yeah, that seems like, a li- this seems like a little bit too fast. Especially after the clips and after we, t- we talked about it. So yeah, let's do that now. That's going to be on our breaking news section. And... Let's just listen to it. The Raptors won 113 to 103. I'm sorry, 114 to 108 against the Washington Wizards. 
the Wizards are 0-3 while the Raptors are 3-2. And, and this will be a thriller. The clip's only about a minute, minute and 30, but this is watching. This is, you guys will be listening to the final 5 minutes and 32 seconds of the game as it was really close and very competitive from what I saw in the full game highlights on the NBA's YouTube channel. So without further ado, let's kick off the highlights right now. Seeing him catching in the flow of the game on swing-swing opportunities and working the second side of that floor and being rewarded. Malachi Flynn just turns Bertans around. And Daniel Gafford. You're the Wizards, you want to play without foul and don't give up any easy points at the foul line. Gillespie, difficult finish. Flynn, eight on the shot clock. Has Kispert on him. Flynn, tough take, got it, and the foul. And now a chance for a six-point lead. Holiday, the elbow jumper, hits it, makes it a four-point game, so now you got a foul. This one on the road to close out their preseason. 113-108. to 108. So yeah, those, those highlights, again, like I said, I like these close enough games. Um, the Raptors came down there. We saw the Raptors' own Sam Decker and Malachi Flynn. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but Malachi Flynn for 40 points. That's huge. They both combined for 40 points to lead the way for the Toronto Raptors past a powerful Wizards team. Because we saw many Wizards like Kyle Kuzma, 24 points. KCP, Cataway uh, Pope, 15 points. Uh, Daniel Gafford, if you don't know who he is, he was drafted in the second round 2019 NBA draft. Right, so he's with them. He got 14 points and 17 rebounds. 14, 17, that's huge. Bradley Beal played 29 points. He did not have such a great game. 7, 6, and 5. Spencer Dinway had 10. Montrez Harrell, people forget that he's on there. He posted 17 points. Only got 2 rebounds now, but 17. And then Denny uh, Baje uh, scored... Six points and six rebounds. And then Davis Burton's got nine. But the main scores were Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma. So really, really cool. So two players, um, Decker and Flynn, combined for 40. And then you saw KCP and Kuzma add up for 39. Or if you want to do Gaffer and Kuzma, that would be 38. But you get where I'm going with that. So really cool. Looking at the stats of that, Wizards did beat them out by 2.1% of field goal percentage. They did lose by 3.4% on the free point percentages. Um, the field goal, uh, the free throw percentages were close. While Toronto took more free throw shots, the Wizards came away with a 75%, 0.9% more than what the Raptors were able to have a, as a combined percentage. Total rebounds went to the Raptors, 56 to 52. Assist but went by uh, the assist went to the Wizards, uh, which was 27 26. Blocks went to the Wizards. Steals went to the Raptors, 
Turnover Sal went to the Wizards. Points in the paint went to uh, the Raptors, and both teams tied at 18 apiece for uh, fouls committed. That was your recap of the of the top game of the top game of the day, as it was pretty entertaining as I was watching that. Kyle Kuz was pretty impressive. He can have on and off nights, but it looks like he's kind of more solid. It's gonna be very interesting to see who he becomes this season when it all counts. And also, it's nice to mention that Goran Dragic, who had um, drama and rumors around him about him wanting out, he posted 16 4 2, 16 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists in 22 minutes, which was very, very good. Nice to see him doing well. Scotty Barnes only had 9 points. Not too bad. Gary Trent Jr. had 12. And that was your recap of the day for the Raptors Wizards game. Again, the Wizards won 113 to 1 away against your Washington Wizards. As Kyle Kuzma played very well, so did KCP, so did Daniel Gafford. However, the likes of um, Lachi Flynn, Sam Dyker, and Goran Dragic, who combined for, 50, for 56 points, just overpowered them. So. To continue with our trend of breaking news, this is the breaking news section. If you guys have just joined in now, um, very nice to have you because we know a lot of you guys are listening to this while on work, while going to work, while um, depending on where you live at, you could be doing this um, from your home. If you work from home, you could be doing that. If you're going, getting into the car and driving to work. You could be doing that. You could be at work listening to us on your um, headphones. School. I don't. I don't know if you can do that in school. I have no idea what you can do in school or not. Right? Like in public schools and whatnot. But you get where I'm going. Um, but yeah, we have like a wide ranging demographic of ages from 18 to 65. But even some teenagers, like uh, mid teenage, mid teens, early teens. It's actually really crazy. See, yeah, we're just happy that you're here. And let's just continue doing the breaking news section. Our 21 minutes into this beautiful podcast episode. Happy I could be here on a Wednesday morning when this comes out at 8 a.m. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually really happy about this one. I was going to talk about Deion Jane, but I'm going to say that's the end. Terrence Mann and the Los Angeles Clippers have agreed to a two-year deal worth $22 million. That is a contract extension. This is very significant for Mann, who made a huge postseason difference, who changed the trajectory when Kawhi Leonard was down. Because you had Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Paul George, uh, Ivan Zubak. You had all these different guys that were rallying together. Morris, you had all these different guys. Patrick Bevel at the time, before he got traded um, this past offseason. Man played exceptionally well, especially coming off as reserve. So he was able to earn that $22 million contract. He appreciates that a lot. Um, Tyron Lue, head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, is really, really excited for him. Um, we quoted that on the website. We wrote about that yesterday when it broke news, right? But yeah, I'm really happy for him. I, I was like Terrence Mann. 
He did some amazing things. If it was not for him and some of the great games where he was scoring 20, 30 plus points in some of the games against the Jazz, you may have not seen him against the Suns, who ultimately lost to my Phoenix Suns, but you get my point, right? It's just really incredible what a reserve player can do and how much he's grinded and how much he's really made an impact on his team. And who knows what he's like on the um, in the locker room, on the bench. To go from a reserve to a starter with a, like starter like minutes and getting like starter like money, getting like good players' money, which is twenty two million dollars. Because remember this, his combined average from twenty nineteen and now to getting that contract. Was it was around three point six million dollars? Again, three point six nine million dollars. That's combined the two seasons. So this is going to be huge. He's going to be averaging eleven million dollars per year now. They have extended him because you just never know what's going to happen this season. Because we know that um, Kawhi is going to be out for some time, rehabbing from an ACL tear. So we all know what's going to happen. So you just have to have this core with Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Terrence Mann, Serge Ibaka, Ivan Zubak, all these different guys just going to get ready to go and just ready to tear into these games and try to win the best that they can. Because we all know from what I said before, what other NBA basketball reporters and experts were saying, a journalist were saying that he should come back between March and April, somewhere around that time period. Don't be surprised if it's like later April just to start practicing again. You just never know. Torn ACLs are a tricky thing. Just ask um, Clay Thompson, who's torn his ACL twice. That's called tough luck. That's called some real tough luck. And finally, on our breaking news list, we have DeAndre Ayton, Suns big man, Suns center. DeAndre Ayton is quote unquote disappointed. To not have the new extension done with the Phoenix Suns by now. We've heard about it a lot where these two sides have stalled. Mainly the Phoenix Suns have stalled. That is very interesting, right? Because we know how much of a factor uh, DA was for the Phoenix Suns in the postseason. In this past regular season. That's without a shadow of doubt. No one's questioning that, but the Phoenix Suns may not be comfortable giving them that five-year, $147 million contract, because you just never know what those things. You just never, never know, and that could be one of the most um, difficult things, right, where you do not want to have to deal with that, and that can cause, and there's so many different variables, so let me back up real quick. Before we get to that, here's the one-minute clip of him talking about why he's disappointed and just his feelings on in general. I love Phoenix, um, but I'm really disappointed that we haven't really gotten to a deal or a deal done yet. Um, I mean, we were two, two championships, two wins from a championship, and you know, I just really want to be respected, to be honest. Just be respected uh, like my peers are being respected by their teams, and we'll just keep it like that. So yeah, I'm out here, I'm just going to take a quick drink. Nah.
And just, uh, let me just say this real quick. Talking for like a long period of time consistently can really coarse your throat, can really make your throat dry. So I always have like a bottle of water with me. And I meant to do that while the video was going. It's just, it didn't work out that way. It didn't work out that way. But we're all good. We're all good in the neighborhood. But yeah, this is where we're at now. So we know where, we all know where these guys are at. We know where both sides are at. Now we just have to try to figure out that happy medium. Because, well, the sons don't want to pay that. They're like, we just, we're just stalling, we're hesitant. We all know they're hesitant. No matter what they say. And I know my wife says they don't do business like that. But you gotta remember, there is a point in time where the sons have to crack down because you do have Mikhail Bridges, you also have to pay if you're gonna go into a route. That's just something to consider and to look at. Right, so the Andre Ain, I'm gonna pull up a statue real quick. But the Andre Ain, he's disappointed. But he, I get I think he understands. But you wanna know what really throws a wrench into this entire situation? Is that Michael Porter Jr., MPJ of the Denver Nuggets, got that contract extension, got that rookie max extension. And even though you can't compete with guys like Trey Young and Luka Doncic, when you look at Michael Porter Jr., you're like, I can be I can play like him. I can be as valuable as him to his to my team. I can be as valuable as that. They just have to give me a shot. I know I I know I'm better than him. Because basically, Michael Porter Jr. is good on offense. Three-point shot, he's killing it at. Again, with the injuries, that's been tough. But defense is not really saying right. But with DeAndre Ayn, 14 points and 10.5 rebounds per game in 30 minutes. And that's not including all the big scoring nights he had in the postseason. Or even all the low-scoring nights he had in the postseason. Or even things that he would do non-statistically. So, it's really hard. It's really hard. But people have to remember this about DeAndre Ayn. We all, this is one good season by DeAndre Ayn. I'm not saying that he's not worth it. I tweeted out yesterday that while the Phoenix Suns are hesitant, that DeAndre Ayn can be a very good center for the NBA today. He could be a great center for today's NBA. That... With the group of guys he has centered around him right now, he could be one of the most dominant, most effective, one of the most efficient centers out there because he has, um, because he's 6'11". He's got a crazy wingspan. We know what he's like. We know what he's about. He was a former first overall pick and who averaged a double-double per game who averaged almost 20-20 for that one game, right? But when I, well, when you're looking at this, that was his first good season. 20, 2018 was good. 71 games were played, 16 points, 58%, 58.5% from the field, and 10 rebounds. He averaged double-double. But people really didn't care about that because the Phoenix Suns are still irrelevant. That was, that was when Monty Williams was being introduced to the team Introduced to the league as a Phoenix Suns head coach. Now, Molly Williams, of course, had head coaching experience when he was with the Pelicans and different things like that. He was also once a player back in the early, mid, 
early 2000s, 90s, right? But then you see 2019. Well, I posted great numbers in his debut. There wasn't really one else. Like, they were starting to form that roster. They were still trying to figure everything out. 2019, you go look, well, hey, in 32 and a half minutes, he averaged 18 points and 11 and a half rebounds and close enough to two assists on 54%, 54.6% from the field. What's wrong with that? Why are you bashing him? Many people actually forget that the Andre Ain had a 25-game suspension for pets for performance-enhancing drugs. And then, so you're like, oh. And he hasn't really played a full season. He's never really played a full season. The, he, the bubble he played well in, but that's because it was only eight games. And he didn't make it to the postseason then because the Nets messed it up for them. Right? They had that whole Nets debacle. And, yeah, I still remember that to say. Because it, it, it's painful. Because it's hard. Because now we're finding ourselves in a hard place between a rock and a wall. Whatever that expression is. Because, on the one hand, you're like, he's averaging 16 points per game. Just, in general, over his entire career. He's averaging a double-double per game. But, is he worth the money? And the thing is, is that you draft him over Luka Doncic and Trey Young. You drafted him over those two exceptional players. One phenomenal player. Right? So, you can't let a first overall pick. The first overall pick of the 2018 NBA draft walk after his four-year contract. It just can't be. But you also got to remember... You have two days before uh, the league starts when you have to make your final decision. You just have to. So, it's going to be tough because the Suns don't want to pay him that. DeAndre's like, I'm not going to take a dime less than the max contract. Because what Michael Porter Jr. did, his agent was able to finesse him the rookie max contract. And the Denver Nuggets have a several max maximum contracts, like two or three, which is crazy, which is crazy to think about. So when thinking about that terms, you're like, fine. Like DeAndre is thinking to himself, fine. I may not be able to compete, like um, like Luka Doncic. I'm fine with that. Nor Trey Young. I'm fine with that. But I can beat out Michael Porter Jr. I could be as valuable, if not more valuable, to my team than what Michael Porter Jr. was. And I say that has to be a harsh reality that we all have to wake up to. Is that out of everyone to get a max contract, a max contract extension, it was Michael Porter Jr. And that could be very, very frustrating for this Phoenix organization because now you have to say to yourself, well, there we go. Someone wants to be paid $147 million for five years. And it's going to be tough. Because what did you do with Mikhail Bridges? And I'm just thinking this out for you guys too, and I hope this makes sense. Because this is a huge topic. This is something that's going to be exploding the minds of the vice president of the Phoenix Suns, the president of the Phoenix Suns, the general manager, all the coaches, 
Monty Williams as the head coach, right? Robert Sarver's ownership. This is gonna affect the entire in um the entire Phoenix Suns. It's gonna even affect the teammates. It's gonna affect the locker room. The man wants to get paid, but they don't want to pay him that. It's just gonna be very, very interesting. This is his first great season without any hesitations. But he has played no his twenty eighteen was the only time he played seventy games. 2019 was only 38. And you had the NBA bubble freight games for them. You had a condensed season. You had to uh, endure that 25 game suspension, right? For, for performance enhancing drugs. And then you come down to 2020 season. You post 69 games. You're playing 69 games. 62% from the field. 10.5 rebounds and 14 points. Right? It's just gonna be very tough because it's like, what do we do? Like, what do we absolutely do? And I'm pulling up his uh, playoff stats right now because it's also gonna be very interesting. Ready? He averaged fifty. He averaged sixteen points and twelve rebounds and one point one assists per game in the twenty two games he's played in the playoffs, and that's in thirty six and a half minutes. That's insane. Averaging one block per game. He's attempting 10 shots per game and converting 7% of them. Um, he's converting 73.5% of his uh, fuel, uh, free throws. He's there for, he has gotten 18 total, excuse me, 18 total steals. He's plus 82 when he's out on, out on the court for this team. I just don't know. Because there's a lot of uncertainty. There's just a lot of uncertainty. So I get that he's disappointed. I get that the Suns are hesitant. But what do you do? Do you run? Do you run the good? Do you run the risk? Do you say I'm going to risk it for the reward? I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. Is that what we're going to do here? Is this how we're going to propose it? Is this how we are setting it up? Will we have repercussions, whether that's negative or positive? Consequences that could be negative or positive. Or this can really bite him in the butt. This can really come back to haunt him. And we don't want that. I don't want that. I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Like, legit. I, I like DeAndre. I think he could be something. But coming off of his first great season, it's been consistent in. He's actually had really good head coaching over. Where he's made drastic impacts and drastic improvements in his game. Becoming more physical. Getting better in the post. Getting better in the down low game. Being able to crack down defensively on on his opponent, that's what we saw. Those are some of the positive things. That's what Monty Williams has been trying to get through with DeAndre. And DeAndre has been great without wingspan. He's 6'10", 6'11", somewhere around there. So it's like, what do you do? Because this is hard. I can't have a definite answer. All I know is, is that 2019 was not a real season. It was a real season. But the statistics will be off because it was such a condensed season. But let me let me propose this. What if DeAndre has to play 82 games? That's going to be 82 game season. He's never done that before. Okay, let's just say he plays 76 games. If he takes a few games for a little management or even for injury. Or even just for anything, right? COVID, protocols, right? That type of stuff. This actually gets really interesting. This actually gets really interesting. You bring in the playoffs. Say he makes back to the pause. Let's say you have the slight chance of having to do the playing tournament. 
But let, let's say there's like an in-season tournament. You're going to have to put preseason games on top of that too. And all the amounts of training that goes into it from the practices, with his personal trainers, with the coaching staff, with everyone, teammates. Can he hold up? Conditional-wise, sure. I say he can. But can he do that? Can he have that span of longevity where it actually makes sense? And the and just become a liability on the court. Because he to me can be one of the best, not if, not if or at least the greatest big man in today's NBA. But do you have to sacrifice it? And we've seen a lot of bad contracts where they rolled it with these where they rolled the dice with these different guys and it didn't work out. Where you're just like, yeah, it just does not work out. And you can see that from a bunch of different guys, and it's just like, what do we do? Like, legit, what do we do? Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. Because I just don't know. Because you can regret it with some of these players, or you can say, well, you know what? We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Chris Bob Porzingis, he's falling off, right? You can say that about a lot of guys. You just can. I just, it's going to be really, really crazy what to think and what to do. And I'm trying to go for all my progressions right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. All I know is that there's going to be some difficult choices to make. On the flip side of that, what do you do with Mikael Bridges? Because you won't have all the cap space. You, have all, you can't go into the electric tax that much. You don't want to spend all of your money just on one player because you have another player, right? You can't spend on both players. So it's pretty much one another. Do you let DeAndre walk, but now you know what you're facing, and then it can blow up in your face because you, you wasted your first overall pick on the guy you just let walk after four years. He was a first overall pick, and you could have Luka Doncic, or you could have Trey Young. That's going to blow up in the Suns' face. Or you can re-sign him, and it's like you extend his contract out. He's there through his prime years, or beginning of his prime years, and you're like, yeah, this is really bad. But to me, I don't know if you extend him or not. But let's say if you do extend him, you give him five more years, four more years, something like that, are on his pre-existing contract. To me, he would still be getting double-doubles. I think he would actually increase to 20 points and 12 rebounds by the years, by, in two years. Give him, a, give him two seasons, and he'll be averaging 20, 25 points per game and at least 12 to 15 rebounds per game. Then you're going to, of course, see him like have one to two blocks per game. Or that's how I'm seeing it. That's how I'm seeing it for sure. Now, will that actually pan out? Who knows? This is just all hypothetical stuff right now. This is all theoretical right now. This is just all like, oh, what if? What if this happens? What if blank happens? I don't know. And then you're like, what if you give him a Kel Bridges, who is an excellent slasher, has an okay three-point shot, but can defend a man like no other business? He has good primitive defense. He does. He has a solid defense to get him by. Does he have Ben Simmons type defense? Does he have Rudy Gobert type defense? No. Does he have Kawhi Leonard type defense? No. But it's worked. He's a slasher to the basket, and he plays very well with Cam Johnson. 
those two on the court at the same time with Devin Booker and or Chris Paul and Devin and DeAndre Ayn, that's just a recipe for success. I'm not even kidding. I would have a this. Like in one of the rotational schemes, on one of the rotational lineups, Devin Booker, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayn, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayn, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and then either J um, Jay Crowder or Chris Paul. That's how I would do it. That would just be the ultimate impactful team. That would be the ultimate threat. Because, I've said this many times about the Phoenix Suns, they run like a well-oiled machine as a team. When one guy doesn't play well, then it becomes more stagnant. It becomes more difficult. When two guys don't play well, that becomes like brutal. When three guys don't play well, that's just pretty much a kill shot to their entire team. Right? That's just how you have to think about it. Then that's how they that's how they operated, and that's what made them successful this past season. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting. I love the key Mikel Bridges. I would love just to give him twenty twenty two million dollars per year. I heard like on ninety eight point seven uh, Arizona Sports. I think it was on the Burns and Gambo show, and I can't remember who said it. And I hope I don't get the numbers wrong. I apologize if I do. But they're like, oh, Mikel could be worth between twenty and twenty-two million dollars per year. To me, that would be reasonable money. Even twenty-five million dollars per year, I think it'll be worth it. Give him like a two, three-year contract. I say he's worth it because Mikel's been proving himself year by year, coming off on, coming off on the bench. But he's also that energizer. He's that team motivator. He's that guy that's getting the he's getting those buckets that would just pick your team back up. He did against the Bucks. He did against the Clippers. He did against the Nuggets, and he did against the Lakers. And all four of those postseason uh, series, right? So it's really, 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 really interesting. That's just point blank and simple. That's to the point. There's nothing like new to this. There's, it's just going to be really interesting how this all pans out, and it's going to be really interesting how this entire seat, how this entire thing unfolds because problem is you want to do it now not next season because next off season <coughs> excuse me the uh DeAndre is gonna be a restricted free agent and pretty much being an RFA that's just gonna mean that you have to match that other teams can put their input on him. They can put their offers on him and you have to try to match it. And you know teams will line up for that. You know they have the Nuggets are giving them, and they're valuing Michael Porter Jr. as a max uh, contract type player. They're going to give that and some more to DeAndre Ant. So it's going to be very, very interesting how this all plays out. I just don't know if it's smart or not. I don't know if this is the right answer. I just don't know anymore. And who really could tell? Like, who really does know anymore? Again, if you guys have your opinions on this, text it to the Courts Heat fan line. We'll text you guys back. We'll start a conversation. And if we like your opinion so much. If we like what you're providing. We'll put on the podcast episode. Same goes for topic, recommendations, suggestions, different things like that. As that's pretty much the Yondrain stuff. It's just very crazy. The clip, he's disappointed. That was during practice, one or after practice, as we heard basketball's dribbling. And sneakers like against the tile, against the court, right? It's just gonna be interesting.
gonna be interesting where this falls. Now I'm a Phoenix Suns type of guy. That's my home team. That's my main team. Like that's the team I ride and die with. Like legit, if you look at my studio right now, I have the Phoenix Suns uh finals, the Valley Best in the West, when they won the conference finals. I have Devin Booker's jersey, a Phoenix Suns hat. I have all the cards and different things like that. I have a, I have a stack. I have like have a stack studio. But yeah, that is the DeAndre News. Now, coming down for the topic of the day. Before we wrap things up, let's get it down to Kyrie Irving. And his situation is unfolding even more. With, with is unfolding more and more with extra clarity. Look, I'm going to give you the headlines. So the team decided that Kyrie Irving is not going to be a part-time member. He's not going to be a part-time player. So that means that he, since they shut him down until he gets the vaccine, he will no longer be playing. He will not be playing any parts of the season without the vaccine. As I stated previously, the Nets do not want a part-time player. Kyrie Irving's salary for the season will be, be deducted by 50% due to all the home games he will be missing. It will not be 100% of his salary for this year because the team decided against him being a part-time player. They made that decision, so he's not going to be deducted that extra 50%, right? And now he's going to still be missing out $16 plus million dollars. But he's still going to be making that a half, right? But why would he be making this? Why would he be saying this? Why would he also... Oh, real quick. And also, I'm missing out. And if he's slated to miss out on $16 million plus million in salary this season, he will also forego a $186 million extension. That's a lot of money. That tells me you're sacrificing... A high, um, $202 million, somewhere around there, for your vaccine stance. So why would he do it? So why would he do it? And also, it'll be interesting, I'm also, I'm going to put this out, his trade uh, stock keeps going down even more and more. Well, it looked like the 76 was going to try to make a pile on him, they're no longer interested. After all this news, after all this drama, the 76ers are no longer interested in trading Simmons for Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving is a no-go, unless something changes, but they're no longer interested. So why is this even important? Why is this even happening? Why is Kyrie Irving willing to sacrifice $202 million for a COVID vaccine? Interesting part is, He's not anti-vaccine. He's not anti-vaccine. But why is he doing it? He's he's refusing to get vaccinated because of all the people that are losing their jobs over the vaccine mandates. Again, to clarify, he is not anti-vaccine. Um, the NBA league is 96% vaccinated. But Kyrie Irving wants to be the voice of the voiceless. That is the real reason. That's the true reason why he's not getting vaccinated. If that story is true, per the athletic, those are his true intentions. His real intentions. 
That is incredible. We've seen what this what these tyrannical vaccine mandates are doing. I'm sorry, I am not for um vaccine mandates where you have because basically what you're saying is if you don't take the vaccine, you got no job. No job, no job. As simple as that. I'm not in favor of that. I'm not in favor of what California's doing. I'm not in favor of what New York's doing. I'm not in favor of any of that. I don't believe that's right. I don't believe that's moral. I don't believe that's constitutional. Because who like who gives you the right to tell another man or woman or even child what to do with their own body? I, I don't know. We've all been big advocates of my body, my choice. But I guess that's just for feminists. I guess that doesn't mean for people that are concerned about their bodies and what's being put into like the Pfizer vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the modern era vaccine, and all these different vaccines, right? Why? Just why? So I actually think it's really good that he's doing this. And all these different people can say it's selfish. All these p different uh, talking heads can say it's selfish that he's killing his team. They're killing a chance getting the championship. Well, but this being known, if he got vaccinated, the team will open will be open to him with wide arms because they know how critical he is. But wait a minute, if this is true, and that's the reason why he's refusing refusing to get vaccinated because of all the people that are losing their jobs due to the vaccine mandates because of these vaccine mandates, and he wants to be the voice of the voiceless. That is epic, and that is something cool. It wasn't because he's anti-vaccine. Sources close to him have confirmed that to the Athletic. Came out yesterday. I, I reposted that and whatnot. That's just incredible. That's incredible for his stance. He is willing to lose hundreds of millions of dollars to take his stance. He's, he's willing to lose it out on a championship contention. A possible championship in their future, taking a stance for people of this country against the ridiculous and unconstitutional vaccine mandates. Now, of course, we're going to have different opinions and whatnot. And I know people listening to this channel will agree with me, and people that are listening to this podcast will not agree with me. And I'm okay with that. We both know who's right and who's wrong. And I'm not the delusional one here, so I know that I'm right. I know what the facts, what the evidence is saying, and just what the basic principles are that for a guy to be willing to sacrifice everything, money, fame, popularity, success, to take a bold stance on a vaccine that is pressuring everyone, through vaccine mandates, through everything, that's pretty significant to me. I'm sorry if we disagree, but then again, I'm not that sorry, because I believe what Kyrie Irving is doing is significant. If that's his true intentions, round of applause to him. I, I can't tell you how amazing that is. I can't tell you. 96% of the league is vaccinated. 
No kidding why the NBA players, why the NBA was not forcing a vaccine mandate for players. They knew majority, if not all of them, were going to get vaccinated. Kyrie's sticking it out. He's one of the most liberal cities, one of the most liberal states in the United, uh, in the United States, where people are legit, legit trying to break people down, trying to be a little, try to, like, try to uh, enforce them, their ideologies, because they don't want to take a vaccine. That is something amazing. Who I don't know what his politics are, but he's he's standing up for the American people. He's standing up for the people of the United States of America that don't that are losing their jobs. They have to make tough decisions because of these vaccine mandates for these leftist radical mandates. Why? People will always call it a conspiracy theory. Then again. They're the ones listening to all the news outlets. They just are. But not to make this a political thing, because it's not. It's just really incredible to see what Kyrie has done in his stance. As he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. Whether that be the black community, any community, or anything just in general. He is now becoming a voice for the voiceless, and that is something incredible. That is something to me that is just amazing, and I hope that is his true intentions. I'm not doubting that because I would back him. I've never, I, I've never, really, no one really knows what Kyrie believes. He he changes a lot. He stays with a lot. He has different opinions. That's great. He's doing. He's probably doing all research. And that's amazing. I want him to keep studying. I want him to keep educating the public and himself, his family. I can't. I don't know if he's married or not. Like family featuring your parents, siblings if you have any. But look, he's taking a bold stance for the American people, for the people of the United States of America that are being oppressed by vaccine mandates, and that has you got the job, keep your job. You got a new job. You can't get a job. You can't keep your job. Uh, vaccine mandates are now controlling everything, right? In certain states like California, New York, there's different states like that. But I don't know if Washington's doing it. I don't know. It's just really funny when the logic of a radical person now says, well, my body, my choice is now... Your body, my choice. That does not make sense. That's unconstitutional, right? You're basically stripping away liberties and pretty much the freedom of choice, the freedom of speech to say, I don't want to do this. But now you're slamming the people. You're forcing them. You're telling people you got to cave in. You want money? You got to take a jab. If you want to buy or sell things, you got to take a jab. Why? There's many reasons to why, and that could be a that could be a rhetorical question, or it could be a question for you guys. I'm gonna let you come to your own conclusion on why. I have my own beliefs. I have my own opinions on this. But this is not a channel for political topics, for 
um, different topics like that. I have I have no cares in the world what something political is until it affects me or anything else like that. Especially on this channel, I'm here f on this podcast. I'm here for sports and just and just getting a lot of entertainment on the NBA. But I just thought that was real cool by Kyrie Irving. He is the voice of the voiceless, and he's doing this for people. That are losing their jobs due to vaccine mandates. That is quite incredible. That's quite astonishing. That's quite remarkable. That's called bravery. That's called courage. That's called standing up for something. Even in the eyes of opposition. Even in fear of losing millions upon millions. We're not talking about a few million. If he can, if he can no longer get that contract extension for 186 million. He's losing a little over about two hundred and two million dollars. That that that's interesting. I guess for him, the money don't matter. I don't think he'll care about retiring because of a man's bold enough to stand on the hill and shout and proclaim his beliefs and stand on a mountain and declare that these are my beliefs. I'm never going to be rocking. I'm never going to be shaking. Then all the money in the world could be lost. And then some certain things could be restricted. Certain things could be lost. But what Kyrie is showing is, is that he's taking a bold stance. Will that change for the season? Will his ideology change? Will his logic on all of this change? Will his stances change? Will his viewpoints change? Will social pressure from teammates, from head coaches to the organization to New Yorkers in general, to the world in general, to the United States in general, to everything in general that relates to this vaccine. It's going to be interesting what his decision is going to be. The season kicks off in six days. He's either going to be there with the team or he can't. But he can no longer practice. The Nets have ruled that with ownership and with everyone. Consulted players on the decision. That to, that to me is crazy. He can no longer practice. You are now isolating yourself from your team because of a stance. Who knows how Kevin Durant feels about this? Who knows how Blake Griffin and James Harden feels about this? Steve Nash feels about this. Um, Sean Marks feels about this. All these different guys. It's going to be really interesting where it's all leads. But just remember... And Kyrie's being a good example right now. Now uh, we'll see if he if he falls through with this for the entire season. If you have strong enough beliefs and you believe so far your heart, doesn't matter what happens. As Kyrie is showing that right now, and that to me is really cool. As that to me is something more people should be taking note of. As how many players are doing that. We saw the bravery and boldness by Jonathan Isaac, but he wasn't doing a vaccine mandate. Kyrie is, and Kyrie could be foregoing $202 million. Talk about courage, talk about bravery, talk about power and belief. That's insane, that's crazy, that's bold. I respect him from that, and I hope he does not change, because I've been a fan of Kyrie Irving, as a player, but now because of that stance he's taking, 
I really like I really like what his stance on the COVID vaccine is on the vaccine mandates. Yeah, just truly incredible. And that is that. That is our topic of the day featuring Kyrie Irving. Now the poll question. Poll question for today. Wednesday's poll question. Are you ready? That is that this is the poll question. Is Kyrie Irving doing the right thing or should he just get vaccinated? I'm gonna have four options. I'll I don't know what the four options will be yet. Well I know the first would be he's doing the right thing. No, he's just get vaccinated, but I have to see what the other two options are gonna be. But yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Whether we agree or disagree, that's on you and that's on you guys. We agree or not. All I'm all I'm saying, I'm just giving you guys my views. That's a political. Just seeing it through the eyes of a fan, through eyes of a person that's witnessing vaccine mandates in different states. I live in Florida. I live in Arizona, so I have the blessing of not having to go through radical people like Gavin Newsom or anybody else that wants to overreach their t uh, boundaries on one's life, on one's medical life. I don't know what the words would be for that, but you call that medical tyranny. You could call that radical uh, radicalism. You could call it whatever you want. But we are now politicizing and we are trying to power grab from the vaccine. And that is very real, real without a doubt. Now, moving on to our wrap-up, we cover the intro stuff. We cover the recap game of the day. We cover the last poll from yesterday. Social media, the topics of the topic of the day, all the breaking news. Now, the game to watch out for today: 2 p.m. Arizona time, 5 p.m. Um, East Coast time. Trailblazers, Phoenix Suns. That's going to be one heck of a game. I'm taking the I'm taking the Suns to win 104 to 98, and that is legit. I'm taking my Phoenix Suns. I want them to go out with a bang. I think they only got like two or three games left. I'm looking right now. Um, no, this is gonna be their final game. So Suns, this will be their final game until they play on October 20th, which is a Wednesday, 7 p.m. I'm gonna be watching that. I'm hoping I'm gonna be there for that. If not, I'll catch the highlights. But yeah, that is gonna be awesome. I can't wait to have the NBA back. It's been a while. Back-to-back -back games, we beat the Lakers. We did lose our preseason opener to the Kings, but now let's just close it out. 2 p.m. tomorrow, let's do it. Now, I'll probably uh, recap that game for Thursday's podcast episode, right? So, yeah, um, that's what I'm taking. Again, Course Heat text line is 602-791-2108. Course the Heat 13 at gmail.com is where you're able to reach out to us and where you're able to give us your opinions, your topics, and what you want to discuss, all things NBA related. We're here. Suns are going to beat the Portland Trailblazers, my Phoenix team. I'm going to root for the Valley because we are the Valley, as their social media hashtag is. So, again, to watch out for Trailblazers, Phoenix Suns. That's going to have tons of action. Hope I'm not wrong on this one. I'm taking the Phoenix Suns, the victory. 104 to 98 over the Portland Trailblazers. Again, Suns will win against the Portland Trailblazers 104 to 98. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, 
we are going to be wrapping it up there. The, I am your host, Joshua Unix, and so long till the next nice morning. Arizona weather is feeling glorious right now. So beautiful. Yes, uh, yesterday, Tuesday was a high of 68. Today is supposed to be a high of um, 73, so that is perfect. 7 a.m. is going to be 45 degrees if anybody cares. 8 a.m. 52, 9 a.m. 57, and just going up from there. But that's called beautiful hours right there. So, yeah, that is just all perfect to me. I'm happy for the weather. I'm just happy NBA is coming back. And we'll just take it from there. See you guys for the podcast. Remember, we appreciate every single one of you guys tuning in day after day after day. We of you guys are catching up on podcast episodes. I don't care how you found us. I'm just happy you guys joined the party, joined the conversation, joined the podcast each and every day. Reading every other day, it just means a lot to Corte Heat and to me personally. So that is huge. And until Thursday morning, 8 a.m. sharp, not going to be late, you'll be seeing this on Audible, Tune, and Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, uh, iTunes, YouTube, Rumble, SoundCloud, Daily Motion, all those different places and more. And now, Let's just go out with the beat, drop, the outro music. Let's do it now.